Have you tried balancing your masculine and feminine? Grounding more? Becoming more ethereal? We do all kinds of interesting things on this path and today we're going to simplify things. We're going to change the conversation. Taking a compassionate look at our individual relationships with fire, water, earth, and air. Welcome to Exploring Possibilities, where we explore ways to raise our vibration every week on this show. Mario Rosales, my partner and our producer, is sitting here beside me. We both thank you so much for the time that you spend with us at each show. If you like what you're learning here, please tell your friends and show us a little love once in a while at journeyofpossibilities.com support. While you're on our website, you can dive into over 275 conscious conversations of timeless wisdom. You can search by topic. Our search engine's great for that. Mario produced and designed the website as well, so of course it's great. Thanks, Mario. And joining us in just a moment, Deborah Silverman. Hi, I'm Mario Rosales. You know, if you're a GoDaddy user, one of the things to keep in mind is that when you cancel that account within 90 days, you lose everything. Email, if you're doing hosting, email through them, your website. So here's a little tip. If you haven't done it already, go ahead and put everything into like a Word document and save it. And if you want to move to another provider, go ahead and give me a call and I can help you rebuild a whole nother website. I use WordPress and that one, we can take it anywhere. You don't even have to use my hosting and we can help you out with everything there. Just let me know. Give me a call. Contact me at MarioRosales.com. Deborah Silverman works with individuals and in workshops with groups, imparting emotional wisdom through a simplified framework of the elements, fire, water, earth, and air. She received a master's degree in clinical psychology from Antioch University, trained at York University, and studied dance therapy at Harvard. Today, we're meeting to talk about her book, The Missing Element, Inspiring Compassion for the Human Condition. You can pick up a copy using the link posted on this podcast, and we receive a small gratuity at no extra cost to you. Her website is Deborah Silverman Astrology. G.com and she joins us now. Hi, Deborah. Hi. I feel honored. You have this fabulous endorsement from Sting on the cover. I'm just going to read that real quick. Deborah Silverman reminds you what fun it is to be you, the singular, freakish, awkward you. And she also reminds you of your potential, of your gifts to the world, and of your place in it. That's pretty high praise. <laughs> you know, I love Sting. We're good friends. Uh, that's a great endorsement. And I couldn't wait to dive into the book after I read that. And you really bring some complex things to a simple conversation in working with the elements. Tell us real quickly how you got started in that framework. You know, I think the elemental wisdom is as old as the hills, <laughs> literally. <laughs> I mean, we can't live without water. We can't live without air. We can't live without the earth. We can't live without the sun or our heartbeat fire. It seems so obvious. And it came to me as a young 20 some year old, it's so funny because I just reconnected with the woman who taught me astrology when I was 21, um, 20 years old, actually. I met her when I was 20. I just found her again after all these years, because I'm in my mid sixties, she reappeared last week, which is crazy. So it was through her. I was simply in a situation at school. I was going to school at York University in Toronto. She was an astrologer. She looked at my chart and I was like, what? And then I brought her home to my family and I had her sit around at a dinner table with my eccentric Jewish Woody Allen family that would have required no costume change because they looked <laughs> the characters perfectly. And she literally went around the circle and described each character. And I was like, 
how did you do that? And then I ended up sitting in a car with her and I had to ask her if this was a true story because everyone asked the question you just asked. So I wanted to make sure I wasn't making it up. And I said, did we really sit around with my family? And did we really go in a car ride from Toronto to Alberta where I drove you crazy asking a thousand questions about the elements and about astrology? And she said, yes. I was like, okay, I'm glad I'm not making this up. Well, that's interesting to me because I've interviewed other astrologers and, and know other astrologers, and they don't talk at all about the elements. So it kind of showed up for you all bound together from the beginning. It was just, you know, some people's fate, like you doing this podcast, like whoever's listening to this right now, you have a destiny line and you can't see it. And certainly you don't know it, except that life orchestrates. And so the elements came to me literally as soon as I touched the conversation about personality types based on these four elements, which is separate, it includes astrology, but this is a much clearer conversation because you don't have to study is my moon squaring Venus and is it opposite? And like all that jargon is left out entirely. And I simply make this conversation. What personality type are you? And how do you figure out what missing element, which part of your character is not showing up so you can get back to balance? So as a therapist, I do, I'm in love with astrology. I think it's like I was just telling my kids, I think I love nothing more except for my kids, my partner and astrology might be right up there at the top. Is that bad? I totally agree with you. Astrology is amazing. Astrology and the elements are ancient. The Mayans used it, the Aztecs. I mean, they've used it forever. And somehow I think in our disconnect with the modern society, we got away from some of that a bit more. Having it come back in this simplified language makes it available to everyone. That's my favorite thing about your book. Anybody can pick this up and learn stuff about themselves without knowing anything about astrology. It's so true. I, there's not one word of astrology in the, in my book, The Missing Element. I totally, completely left it out. And it is the ancient wisdom of the elders. And it is the only way we're going to get through this climate crisis is they've been through it before. So this difficult time we're in as far as our planet is really has ancient wisdom waiting for us to understand once we start studying the elements. And I'm obsessed with them. <laughs> I love that. And that's really why we do this podcast, because we, when we had our awakening, it's like, you know, we need to get these, these teachings out there and help people remember this ancient wisdom, because you're right. Our planet has never needed to remember more than we need to remember right now. And so it's mm-hmm. timely and it's beneficial. For someone that has not read the book yet, can you kind of touch on why you're so passionate about them finding their missing element and coming to their truth of who they are. Well, and I love that you're so interested in bringing us back to the indigenous and respecting the elders. That's part of the book. It's the second chapter. The first chapter is called crisis. (laughs) So I knew this was coming. Why it's so important is I knew we cannot, it seems so obvious to me. And thank you, Al Gore, which we don't really listen to him, but he certainly made it an inconvenient truth a long time ago. We need to acknowledge we're in crisis. And then what do you do in crisis? You look for the wisdom keeper or the midwife or the, the hospice worker who knows how to sit in the room when there's a scary thing happening and not be scared. So the book is essentially saying there's parts of your system that's out of balance, not unlike what's going on on earth, except if you took responsibility, I, I'll do it me. That's how I'd like to speak. As I've taken responsibility to be a, a thought leader, I realized I couldn't be full of shit. Is it okay to swear? I, that I really, I really want to be an embodied, authentic experience of saying, 
I take care of my water, yes. which is my emotional body. I let my, I had to learn how to cry because I wasn't built for the job because they squished me when I was a kid. I take responsibility for telling the truth and using my words. I just did this last night to someone that I hadn't out with years ago that I suddenly had a, you know, encounter. And I just made a phone call and said, look, we have to clear the air. Like, it doesn't matter if you did right or I did wrong. I just want to make the space clean. That's air. How do I use my words to create blessings and peace? And then earth, we have to figure out, it's so funny, how do we take care of our food? How do we take care of the nature of this planet in honor of the plastics and the unbelievable consumption we're doing? So that's the earth element. And those earth people who are really bound from practicality and money and cleaning, how do we do that consciously? Because you can't stop your personality. And then last fire, what do we do when we get angry? Like, how do I, I hate doing we, how do, what do I do when I'm angry? And do I have the wherewithal to say, I'm really pissed. I'm allowed to be really angry and still be authentic and have my heart open. So the learning of the four elements makes us authentic humans who are operating with a higher operating system more evolved. And that's why I'm so I never stop getting excited about talking about the way we can heal this planet is healing ourselves and being an example of what would it be like if I were an elder and I had wisdom. I love the way you framed all of that. And just as succinct as you are being on this show in conveying this, your book is absolutely beautiful in full color, 150 pages. Anybody can pick this up and read this. And it's got pictures, right? So it's not even 150 pages of reading. Anyone can pick this up. They can take a quiz and find out where they're at with their relationship to each of the elements. And in each chapter, there's really an in-depth explanation about the element, the energies of it, keywords, the shadow of it, the strength of it, and real tips for how to build that back up. So just to share personally, I I have a lot of fire. I have a lot of all four, which was really interesting to see how high I scored on all four of them. And I've always led with fire, but that's also gotten me in trouble when it's not heart-centered fire. And so that kind of caused me to suppress my fire. And as you state in the book, you reactivate fire through movement and it's physical movement that gets that fire going again. And I had stopped that too. So it really got me engaged again in reactivating my fire and finding who I want to be with leading with that fire. So that's funny. You and I both share the same. That's in the book. I fire was my, so are you comfortable with your fire? I am. I'm getting a lot more comfortable with it. Yes. Um, But I've done 10 years of of really deep healing work since I kind of awakened to there's a bigger story than what I was living in. So I've been blessed with that. And I encourage anyone, whatever we're running from, it's so worth looking at because what's on the other side is incredible, right? As we come through that healing, we get to express our elements cleanly, as you put it. Yes. And I think in my case, like yours, I was self-conscious about the amount of energy I have. Yeah. <laughs> it, still has, it still hasn't gone away, let's be honest. And I've become peaceful about it because I realize that that is, and that's what you guys will do. You'll read the book. There's a short five-minute test where you figure out what your missing element is. And this is, there's a video on my website that Sting, it was so sweet that he did because he made fun. He was like, all that astrology stuff, the planet, the planet's moving. And Deborah seemed to make it so practical. And that is true that the book is actually helping you figure out which element clearly for you 
is being diminished because you left it behind. And then what element for you is super strong that there requires some mastery on it. Like it would help you to grow it. So if you can't cry and you've lost your sensitivity, you could be missing water. If it's hard for you to find words, like you, you really can't, when you get upset, you shut down. That's error. If you're someone who, when you are so practical that the workaholic forgets to have fun, that's earth. And if you're someone who gets really upset and excited and enthusiastic and people tell you to tone it down, that's fire. And you very quickly, by reading the book, and I'm so happy you read it. That's so cool, Cheryl, that it really does apply itself without, like, I don't like things that are theoretical. I like when things hit the ground because I'm so elemental. Like, don't just talk, show me the money. Yes, exactly. And my favorite book, I read a lot of books doing this podcast because I read every book of every author cover to cover. Uh, That's my commitment. If I'm going to have you on the show, I'm going to honor your work. So yeah, it's not that many of them that I pick up and read that it's like, wow, you can actually take this information and use it right now and, and grow from it right now. And it's so available. So anyone that's felt diminished in any of the other modalities that they've tried, I encourage you to pick this book up and just just put it to work in your life and see what happens. Just play with it, literally. Yeah, it's, <laughs> that's a big word for me is I love play. So the book was, that's why there's pictures in it because I wanted it to be kid-like. So the book is, in, and you know, it's so crazy. We have all five-star reviews on Amazon. It kind of blew my mind. I just looked the other day. I was like, whoa, there's over 500 mm. reviews because people really did understand themselves in a way that was so simple. Cause I'm looking at your chart, for example, and you do have a lot of fire. Did you know that in your chart? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. I mean, it's not excessive, but it's definitely, you were born under a full moon. Did you know that? I did. I love full moons still. Yeah. So you have, that's what, and you were born under a full moon that was in fire. <laughs> so you get a little excited. <laughs> Yes, I do. And I'm not sure if it shows up in the chart as far as Chiron and what I took on to heal this time. But there was, I just, I, I must have said, give me the deluxe package. I can heal all of it in one lifetime. Sure. Just throw it at me. (laughs) So funny. Yes, you have fire. And so people that are listening, you want to figure out the big thing, like even with Sting in that video, he's so cute. He's like, I think I'm a lot of air and he gets totally confused. And that's an air head. And yes, he's a lot of air. (laughs) And then, and what was my missing element? And I said, Trudy, earth. That's why she gives, oh, right, right, earth. So it, it's a conversation that sticks because it's so simple. And I find astrology, although I'm madly in love with it, and I have a school, I don't know if you know that, where people come and study and they become astrologers. Like I have simplified astrology to a very elemental, basic level, elemental keyword. Um, <laughs> but the elements are even, they're the building blocks. It's like, it, well, I mean, literally. Think about living without air. Okay, that lasted for about two seconds. You lose your breath and you're done. Think about not drinking water all day. Like these are these things are so essential and we take them for granted. And the elder wisdom is never take things for granted. Get on your knees and pray and say, please, how can I be of service? And that's my, this lifetime. And one of the chapters of the book, which you read, is Kenny, who got out of prison after 27 years of being in San Quentin. Yes. And that was the air chapter, breathing fresh air. And he and I are such dear friends. And I want to say that he has taken the elemental conversation. He's now out of San Quentin. And it's been, it'll be, I can't believe it. It's going to be 12 years, no, 13 years in August, coming soon to our neighborhood. 
And he is the example that I use in the book. There's four different stories based on the elements, so it becomes concrete. But the reason why I'm bringing that up is just imagine without the freedom of air, of our breath, of our minds being liberated, which is how Kenny got out. He was in for life. He had a a sentence where it was completely parole, but never really had a proper parole hearing because he was black and didn't have a lawyer. And then when we arrived, me and my angels, all of a sudden, the air changed, the winds changed, the door opened, the windows opened, and now he's home. I love that story so much. That's one of my, did you enjoy that? I did. I loved all the stories in the book, but yeah, that one was particularly moving because obviously if I do a podcast, I have a lot of air. (laughs) And learning how to be a fire-driven person with a lot of air, my mouth's always gotten me in trouble. I was just posting about that today, that I've had to learn how to come through the heart before I open my mouth with what's in my mind. Because if it's not centered in the heart, it doesn't probably need to be said or quite the way I would say it. So, But you're so honest. Your chart is just so honest. You can't not not say it. I know. And can you imagine how much trouble that's gotten me into? But this is what the book is all about. So let's say it's the opposite. So you and I both obviously have fire and air, but let's say someone's listening to this who loves podcasts and they're not verbal, but they love studying and they're reclusive and they're water and they're earth and they work a lot, but they don't have the ability to stick their foot in their mouth. Like it's quite the opposite. They can't talk. Then there are directions and inserted behaviors, for example, asking questions that teach people how to cultivate their missing element. Yes. Yes, you've done a fabulous job on this book. This book must be the result of years of work and what you've learned about the elements through seeing clients and exploring what you learned. I told you how long it took. It was like the longest birth in the world. But (laughs) it's just because I did collect in that book direct experience. And it continues. I have a course called Tell Me a Story that I use the elements. I use that book as the base for it. And people write about themselves and they tell us their stories. That continuation of this conversation of how the elements, when you learn them for real and you figure out your missing element can change your life. There's countless tales that I can tell of people who really do find the missing element becomes their doorway to balance is the word. Yes. Talking to a Libra. (laughs) Exactly. And it's, and it's a funny thing because I've actually had somebody say to me, you know, you're looking for this perfect balance and, there, and it doesn't exist. So if you're trying to find that, and I don't think that I do look for a perfect balance. I kind of look within a range. I can tell when something's way out of skew. And, and I think we all kind of have that where something's really just, I'm missing something here. And you make it the compassion that shows up by working through the elements. It's no longer a personal thing. It's, it's the elements. I mean, yes. Exactly. If you think about when you sit at a table with your family and it's a birthday or it's Christmas or and there's someone that really bugs you and let's say they're super loud and they take up the room and they're always dramatic and it's always about them and they seem like they've got this big ego and then you realize, wait, that person's displaying fire right now. And so instead of saying that bugs me, which it will probably still bug you, but instead of li- limiting it to something's wrong with them, suddenly there's this compassion like, Well, of course, that's what Charlie does. He's got so much fire and he doesn't know how to turn it down. At least I can communicate to him and say, oh, my God, I just read this book. It's all about fire and you have an excessive amount of energy and you're a little loud. And by the way, I don't. So can you be a little quiet here for a minute? Can you say something? (laughs) But that's simply not instead of saying, oh, I can't stand him and don't invite him. It's like, wait a minute. Everyone is part of this tapestry and you're carrying a thread yourself that is so specific to you, but you can't do it without what's his name. So that is was my goal. Because as I mentioned, I had a little bit of an eccentric family and it really helped me to have compassion 
for all the characters. Absolutely. Well, and it's interesting also to then look at in relationships. So in our closest intimate relationship, we tend to either pick partners that are a lot like us, and then there can be so much of the element that there's there's hardly room for anything else in the house, or we pick a partner that's more our opposite, and we can learn to complement one another and help each other build those missing elements, as you call them. Exactly. And that is especially true with the children in the house. So it's with your partner, it's with your kids, like letting the kid who is super duper water, who doesn't want to go to the party. I had one of those. And I looked at his chart and I was like, oh God, this kid doesn't want to socialize. He will in school when there's containers and structure, but you can't get him to go uncomfortably. These people want to be with their only favorite person and the dog and their family members. And so then you give them permission Or you stretch them and you say, listen, I know it's not comfortable. I see that you're uncomfortable, but let's just go do this as a practice. So it becomes a language. Like there's then when I taught in a school, I love this part. There's four categories, of course. The kids are sitting in four different areas. There's the water kids and the little girl raises her hand. She's like in second grade. When we left our old house, my mom cried. And then when we got to the new house, she cried again. Does that mean she's water? (laughs) And then the other one, my brother is so loud. When he laughs, the whole neighborhood just knows what's going on. Is that fire? He can't stop. Yes. And that's the kid conversation of, wow, it's becoming part of the language. And that's my dream. That's fabulous. Yeah. And in fact, just now a dating company just approached me and they want to put it on the dating site where you figure out what your element is. And it's not to disregard astrology because that is a really powerful, as I told you, I'm madly in love with it, except that the elements are so simple. And that's my goal. How do I make this simple for people so they can fall in love with themselves? They can be nicer to their neighbor and they can let their husband do what he's doing without telling him he's wrong all the time. Yes. I love that. Yes, exactly. Of course, I'm a Libra. I would love that. Anything that's about brotherhood and love and harmony. (laughs) Exactly. What about the parts of the astrology that aren't kind of covered in that? I mean, it does cover a lot, but there's some things. That's that's a great question. That's where you come to my school. So in January and in September, I don't, the cart closes September 1st. We don't have a lot of time, but, and then in January, again, literally 10 people in a room, up comes your chart. There's a mentor who I've trained rigorously, so they're really prepared. And each class, which is one once a week for about two hours, you study piece by piece your chart. And so the elements is, a, and that's the first class, by the way, is elements. So you're already running ahead if you've read the book. And then you start to break down, like, what's my mercury? What is my mind doing to me? Is it locking me down with some thought processes? Yes. That's the second class. Third class, where's my unconscious shadow? That's the North Node. And we just isolate small bite-sized bits so you can learn astrology without feeling like you're losing your mind. So I've made it really easy and people's lives change. And I can't even tell you how fun it is. Like, it's so much fun to watch somebody come in knowing nothing and then leaving level two and doing readings and making a living, believe it or not, after the second level, you can start doing readings and people start to change their careers and they get clearer about their soul. And it just comes like, yeah, I have so much fun doing what I do. I can tell your passion just radiates. And I love that because I don't want to learn it from somebody that's bored with it or that doesn't. I want that fire. It's so technical. Yeah, you can't. Listen, if you learn it from a normal astrologer, it's so much math and technology and I make it super simple. Yes, I was just thinking to myself. So I've studied with, with different people, bits and pieces of it, and I could still write on the end of a pen what I understand about it. So I was just listening to you going, that's what I need. Somebody with practical teaching of this. I might oh God, actually Cheryl, retain that. If you listen, any <laughs> 
podcast that I've been on, you get to get a special rate. It's in September. The thing that happens is you fall in love with yourself. Like finally, I have seen so many people lose weight. I've seen so many people finally accept their husbands. I've seen so many people finally get out of that relationship because they just realized they don't have to be incompatible. So it is a very simple, it's called applied astrology. So it's not theory. It's application, bite-sized bits, 10 people in a room once a week for six weeks. So if you go to my website, Deborah Silverman Astrology, you'll see the school. It's very simple to sign up. Or you can just go to info at Deborah Silverman Astrology and say, I heard this podcast. I want to learn astrology. It's only twice a year that it opens. And there's a limited amount, but it's a very intimate deep psychological entrance into yourself to start with. That's all you need to know. And honestly, I so what I so appreciate what you said. You it's so funny. I took astrology and I can only put it on the size of my uh-huh. pencil because it didn't stick, but I make it stick because I talk about your chart in terms of your relationships, in terms of your psyche. And suddenly it's so interesting. Awesome. I am in so many classes right now. I feel like I ought to be getting some kind of other graduate degree, but definitely when it rolls around the next time, look for me to sign up because this sounds like a lot of fun. And I'm just, I'm already, Mario's watching me get all giddy over here. My fire. (laughs) Yeah. And I promise you the thing that I love so much about this class, because it's so important to learn about chakras and learn about Reiki and learn about all these divination cards. Astrology, as you said, is a tried and true. It's been, it's the oldest science on earth. And you know why? It was brought to us by an intelligence that's so far beyond ours. Like I, I'm never, ever going to stop dropping to my knees when I think, who was it that brought us this intelligence to give us compassion and explain these quirky parts of us? Like how did they do that? And why didn't they put it in the school system? That's what I really want to know. (laughs) Exactly. When we're, you know, there's a lot of things that aren't in the school system that are very practical tools we could have used. So I kind of think there's a little bit we could do. Like how to balance your checkbook. Exactly. And what's the real deal with credit and all of that? Yeah, it would be real helpful to send them out the door knowing. This is fabulous. And as we've said already, it's ancient wisdom. It's been around for so long and it's so helpful. And it's funny you talk about practical because the the things that we're studying are things like breathwork facilitation. We want to facilitate breathwork because everybody's got their breath, right? And there's so much you can do with the breath. This is along those lines. It's something we can use anywhere once we understand it. And it's always with us. Yeah, it's not going. That's so funny. You're doing air work. Yes. <clears throat> Breath is air. And then fire because you release so much. That's so fascinating. Yeah. If did you pick a missing element? Was there one that you felt like wasn't as strong as the others? I pretty much picked it. Yeah, I wasn't too surprised. I did pick it. And it was, I think, two or three less than what I scored on the others. But they were all, I had like sevens at least in everything, um, except my fire. I think I had sevens and eights and everything except fire was, was less right now. And historically it's been stronger, but when that didn't serve me well, I dampered it down. That's kind of what we do, right? We, we go through experiences and go, Oh, that's, that's bad. I can't do that anymore. And then we have to go back and remember who we are and reclaim that again. Exactly. And that's what happens in level one. Yeah. And then tell me a story. The first prompt and tell me a story is what did I leave behind? Because it's true more than ever right now on this planet, because I've been working so much with the climate crisis. I'm a little obsessed right now. And I'm confident that as souls, we're going to survive, but I'm not confident as the physical plane is not is going to be in such dire straits. I just worked with chasing Coral won the Academy or the um, Grammy or the Emmy, what's it called? The Emmy last 
um, year. And I ended up meeting Jeff, who was the director and the writer, and we've been working together. And the more information you get about climate crisis, oh my God. And the medicine for it is the elements. Because if we, if I'm strong enough emotionally to face truth, if I have an emotionally internal world that's solid, that's water. And by the way, that's your life lesson. How do I stabilize my emotional body when I'm feeling vulnerable? How do I provide the meditation that will get me out of the story so I can calm myself down? How do I cry when I'm sad and not hold it in so my body doesn't implode? That's your life lesson. Oh, I know. <laughs> You're absolutely right. It is my life lesson. And so you learn that in level one, like what is your life? What element is your life lesson? I mean, the book is definitely worthy because it's you have to start there. That's the foundation. But in order to get detailed about how do I fulfill my purpose? Like, what did I promise? Yours was water. Your soul is water. Your rising sign, your Saturn is in water. And so it is the element that I encourage you to, and that is sensitivity, like the mastery of sensitivity, probably yes. the hardest element of the four. For a fire, especially in an air, because I blurt it out and then go, oh God, I just plowed down somebody that wasn't, <laughs> wasn't conscious. They didn't even of ask, right? Yes. They didn't even know they were going to get that. Yeah. yeah. But then you learn how to say, I'm sorry, which yes. I bet you're really good at. Yes. <laughs> And that's a really, that's what I keep saying to the earth. I go, I live in Hawaii and I regularly do these hikes and I get to my knees and I drop and I say, mother earth, I'm sorry. I, my family, we forget how grateful to be in the name of your gifts to us. And we've taken you for granted. I'm sorry. And as soon as you can do that, there's a holiness or a, a real humbleness that enters. And then the crazy part, this is what I see so often, is then your life force comes back, your enthusiasm comes back and you go, what can I do? Oh, I know. I'll stop driving my car and I'll start walking and biking. That's what I did. Like, what is the practical steps I could do to help mom? I wish everybody would ask that. That's a great question. Oh, I love this. <laughs> what can I do? How can I help mom? I woke up one night from a dream with tears running down my face. I miss my mom. And it's not my mom has passed and it was not about my mom. It was that I don't remember. I mean, I encourage all of you to pay attention, obviously, to the four elements and Earth right now really needs our attention. She's she's desperate for us to be able to not not change. We can't change things at the moment, but we can certainly be real and be honest and face the music. And we there's a beautiful documentary called Choosing Earth. Have you heard about this? So it's Joanne Macy and um, that lovely Lynn Twist and Jack Cornfield and all three luminaries are talking about. It's so important that we come back to facing what is. And trying to accept that we are in a very sad moment and nothing's wrong. We're in transition, but it sure feels wrong. Yes, it does. I have to quote something you wrote in the book. We can't continue to live on this gorgeous rock like it's a hotel and the staff will clean up after us. We are the staff. Amen, sister. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love that you stole that. I'm going to write that down. I can't even believe I said that. But I remember <laughs> It's so true. It gave me goosebumps because that's what part of my awakening has been focused on. My awakening has also involved plant medicines. And of course, the plants get in there and they wake me right up to, hello, look at us. Look at what we're growing in. Look at what we're living in. Look at the elements. Look at all the things that you write about in the book. And and I am keenly aware and I have been making these steady steps to try and live in better harmony with earth. We have gone so far out of harmony with her that even baby steps on a global level would make a huge difference. I know. I love that so much. I love what the work is that you're doing. <laughs> Thank you. It's so important. I mean, really, 
I feel the same about you. I'm so delighted to discover this book. And this book's been out a while, hasn't it? Yes, and it keeps getting reprinted. Good. Because <laughs> you know what? When I wrote it, I knew. I was like, this is going to continue, and we are not paying attention. I, I'm just, I can't keep saying we. I am not paying attention, and I need to call myself out. And then once I realized the way best gift I could give other people was to say, you know what, you guys? Take care of your own body. Take care of your own mind. Take care of your relationships. I promise you will change the planet. Yes. Because as, as I find peace, I then want to bring peace. It, it is an as within, so without relationship. I love your Libra. <laughs> I love it. You have to have peace of the Libra. John Lennon was a Libra and he said, call me a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. There, yes. We have to imagine that this world will continue. That's what I, That's the upbeat message that I give as the astrologer. Use the long view and know we'll pass through this, but let me not make any mistakes or be, you know, dilute my truth. We are walking into a very dangerous time and more than ever, your strength and your wisdom and your emotional stability are going to be needed. So figure out how to get there. It has been such a pleasure to bring your voice and your message onto this podcast because it's, it's powerful and it's so timely, Deborah. I, I want to honor your time. I know you have an appointment behind this one. Do you have a parting thought other than what you've already voiced that you'd like to leave us with today? Uh, I would, I guess the parting thought, the parting thought would be if we, if I, see, that's what I mean. If I could start talking in first person and not generalize, if I could use my language to be authentic and really embodied, I will make a difference. And while my mind may get confused because I can't imagine how we're going to fix this climate crisis and I feel at times like it's hopeless, my heart knows, my heart knows that whoever designed those stars and that magical formula of how to look at someone's soul through the stars, if they were that intelligent, I promise you they're still with us and they're watching and they know where we are. I am covered in goosebumps. I love your message. Thank you, Deborah, for making the time to be with us today. Thank you for the book. Thank you for the website. I can't wait to take your class and we're just getting started. Yay. I love it. Thank you so much for your work right back at you and your partner. And I'm so thankful to have been invited to participate in your audience. And you guys, if you go, listen, there's free videos every day on YouTube, Instagram, on Facebook, where I tell you the mood of the day. So don't hesitate to go to my Instagram or my Facebook and find those free videos and find out what is today's cosmic weather report and then be in sync, be in rhythm. We'll do it. Thank you. (laughs) And thank you, listener, for joining us. Let us know what you thought at journeyofpossibilities.com and show us some love while you're there. And we will see you next time on Exploring Possibilities.